Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy, interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood. Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello. I now can say happily, I have a girlfriend. (laughs) Dave Rankin has so, a girlfriend. Sophia's Sophia's never known me with a, uh, with a girlfriend. Nope. I've never done stand-up comedy with a girlfriend. I nope. haven't known you. No. You've never. Definitely, yeah. No one in LA has known me with a girlfriend. Welcome to Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. Every episode, we sit down with comedians, sexperts, and other notable people to share the most fascinating stories about love and sexuality. And now we're coming at you twice a week on Mondays and Wednesdays, so tune in. Welcome to Reality Bites, a podcast about sex, love, relationships, and dating in the digital age. I'm Courtney Kosak. I'm Sophia Alexandra. And I'm, I'm, I'm Dave Rankin. <laughs> that was That's a, a new car one. screeching into a stop sign. <laughs> um, listeners, happy New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve. And New Year's, or whenever happy you're listening New to Year. this. Resolution time. It is resolution time, which is why we, this, you guys, there's no guest today. Just want everybody to, just want to be above board with it. Just want to put this pussy on the table. (laughs) (laughs) Let everybody know. This is it. So if you were hoping for an episode where you got to know us even better, this is it. You're welcome for your Christmas and New Year's <laughs> gift. <laughs> Speaking of Christmas gifts, we got an amazing Christmas gift from one of our beloved listeners. Yeah, we want to shout out Karina for sending us chocolate chip cookies. They were delicious. Mm, they were were good. they so good? I we all ate them. so much. Thank you also for including dark chocolate chunks in there as well. You think I didn't notice that shit, Karina? I fucking <laughs> did. You pay attention to detail when you bake, and that makes you... An excellent baker. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, she's just been all around sweet with us. That was so generous. I saw the how much it cost for her to ship those cookies, and I was like, damn. Also, she's shipped us so many cookies. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> this would be breakfast for Courtney for months. Exactly. TBH, I had to leave them at Sophia's because I was just like, I'll just be a cookie monster. I slammed <laughs> six in a row, though, when I brought them over here. And I was like, I'm going to wait until I get there to open the box. And I opened it like on my way to uh, like rolling into a stop sign. I was like, no, nope, I need them now. <laughs> yeah they're really really good and uh just the gesture is so so sweet yeah and i I hope all the rest of the listeners had a very merry christmas and i thought you were gonna say and i hope the rest of the listeners also send us something (laughs) i was like damn she's demanding it's like just be happy with the one gift (laughs) no we appreciate the rest of you too right yeah just your ears that's all we ask Uh uh-huh and your hearts oh and cookies. I just yeah. threw up right on this microphone after I said that. <laughs> We're recording this a little bit before New Year's Eve, but um, tonight just wanted to shout out also Erica Braverman, who we're getting dinner with. We're, we're very excited. And we're going to pick up our dick and vagina molds. Oh, yeah. That is super exciting. Very excited. And we're just like taking our relationship off mic and out of the sex toy factory. And that is <laughs> into thrilling. real life. We're going to do shots out of my dick mold tonight, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Did we just invent the dick beer helmet? Ooh. Just two dicks? Yeah. With the beer helmet? Yeah, exactly. Whoa. Okay, we got to pitch this to Erica tonight. Jesus, that's amazing. Yeah. It's a great idea. It's great. I feel like the two Michaels could just like take that on the road and sell the shit out of the two. Michael and Michael are gay. Yes, that could be their merch. I'm going to say this, looking back at the season, I was thinking about it. I was like, I think Michael and Michael were the the, 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 the funniest. Maybe, yeah, they were top. 
three, if not oh, the best. They were good. They were so good. They were amazing. Yeah, I listen to that. Go also, to their web series is out now. Oh, I got. I don't it. know if you've seen the promos. Oh my god, the promos are amazing. They're so good. Yeah, I need to like invest and sit down and yes. watch the episodes, but I'm very excited to do so. Yeah. So you guys can look up on the internet. Uh, Michael and Michael are gay. They've been getting good press too. They deserve it. Yeah, it's, it's so really funny. funny. Do you have any faves? Oh, I have so many. I was I know, just thinking so, when I was thinking it's like about choosing it, between your children. I know yep. I can't do it. It's really hard. I gotta say, like though, like for learning and like having people say things that like blew my mind. I would say that Reza Aslan and Jessica Jackley's episode and um, Greg, Greg and Barrett Amira. and Amira Rutola's episode. That for sure. Those two are like lessons i will treasure and like that i've put away about like relationships and how to relate like don't you think about all the time the things that are like oh you know when you're having an argument like there's no winning if i know that was so good one person loses and one person like there's you can't what if you go back to the first episode of this season amira at the very end of the episode just like dropped a like truth bomb that we were all like holy shit our minds were blown and she was just like yeah there's no you can't win an argument with your partner unless you both are winning because otherwise you're because you're a team you're a team and if they're losing like you're losing losing. exactly that was really beautiful and then the jessica and reza stuff of what they said about faith and religion where like if you like everybody has like a hole kind of inside them and if you don't fill it uh for your kids with like knowledge and information that they're gonna get it filled elsewhere and and i think about that a lot and i think about they said that religion the well metaphor Mm -hmm. you know how faith buddha's well metaphor is water and the wells are the different religions through which you can like access it I think it's so, as someone who was forced to be Catholic growing up, even when I was like, I don't really know. And like, I don't want to get confirmed. And I was just straight up like forced into it. I think it's so cool that they're like, yes, we want you, we encourage spirituality and like, we want you to be religious, but we're going to give you the autonomy to decide for yourself, which isn't that, wouldn't that be so powerful as a kid? I just think that's like such a strong message that you could take into other parts of your life too. And like, oh, I, I am worth, or I am, I am to be trusted enough that I can like decide and change my opinion or, you know, whatever. Evolve. Yeah. And I feel like I am now at a point in my life where I'm noticing overtly how people parent their children. And it's because like, I am getting ready to become a mom. And I'm really paying attention to mothers more than ever. And fathers and just being like, how are these kids? Am I seeing them act in a way that I think like, I would want my kids to act in or uh does it seem like this is a happy home and like, how are the kids being talked to? And like, what is, what matters and what doesn't? Mm -hmm. Because I think that's the hardest thing about being a new parent is it seems like all of it is important. And you know how like you can fuck somebody up because you know, everybody's parents fuck them up to some degree, even if it's a little bit Mm -hmm. and you're just always trying to prevent that, but there's no preventing that. So I think at a certain point you just have to like, just be like, well, this matters and this doesn't. And I'm just going to like, just and I uh, hung out with my friend Emma Arnold. I just did comedy in Boise. Shout, shout out to Emma Arnold and Sophie Hughes for running amazing shows. Um, Emma is a single mom of three. And her kids are, I think, 15, 12, and 8. And I was watching her parent. And I was just telling her, I'm like, damn, you're so good at this. And she said to me, well, I think what I've learned is the number one thing that every kid wants and the only thing really that they need is to be unconditionally loved. And then she's like, everything else will fall into place. And I've been thinking about that a lot too. And I just feel like these are the things I'm collecting now to like figure out a blueprint for how to become a mom. I think also some parents uh, think that they have to, about the things that they think are important, they have to like really hit them super hard. And it's like amazing what a child will pick up just by like you signaling it through the way that you live. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, yeah, but I also feel like it's, 
more important than ever to like me that I see now, like how many times they say to each other, like, I love you and are like intimate in a way that I feel like I got to cultivate that. And that is the most important thing. Whenever I've seen parents that I like really admire, Mm -hmm. you can tell the kids feel so loved and it's not just through actions, but through like being told all the time. Oh yeah. That was something my parents definitely did that. Right. Shocking to Sophia who thinks I (laughs) never got hugged, but I did. You got (laughs) hugged. You just did not enjoy it. And you do not enjoy it now. (laughs) Well, to, to be continued. Yeah, okay. Courtney and I just love arguing about how she hates hugging, and she's like, "No, I love it." And then her face twists as she as she holds me an extra time she didn't expect. I just think it's such an unfair characterization as someone who you see me hugging people all the time, and I never comfortably. You. <laughs> you know. Guys, just, my arms she, are bony. She, so I, was, I was leaving. I was leaving to go on tour in Courtney uh, or or something. And Courtney came over and she was like, I think I can hug you. <laughs> it was a joke. It was a great joke, but also pretty real. A little truth in that. Okay. Um, yeah. Dave is a hugger. Dave yeah. and you are the opposite. I hug. You're like the cat and Dave's like the dog. Surprising considering you are the I opposite. Think he just hugs you a little bit more often. I mean, I hug people. No, but he's I a hug, big hugger. That's what I'm saying. I also am hugging all the same people you're hugging. It's just like Sophia wants hugs from me every time we see each other. Yeah, I do, bitch. I got called out last night at a work party for giving a, a weak LA, in quote, quotations, hug. Like what I is gave, an LA I, hug? An LA hug where it's like I did. I had like one, one arm. Hand. I did like a one yeah. arm thing. And then she was just like his coworker. And she was just like, what was that? And I was like, let me go back in. One Let's arm, right. huh? I'm also, like your new coworkers demanding like the best hug ever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was a Christmas party. Yeah. She's probably oh, she feeling was, wild. She was lit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I just I want to go back to the Emma thing for one second. Yeah. I watched her special and Shut up, Calvin. Uh I yeah, I can't I was just trying to remember the name and I can't. Is was that the, her latest one? That's her she, album. She did it in Boise. I oh think. no, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, it's on YouTube. Fuck, I can't remember what it's called. But her story is incredible. Like, I highly recommend uh, our listeners check it out. Yeah, she look is, up the name she's of gonna, that. She's going to come do uh, the podcast next time she's in LA. Ooh, I'm so excited. Because she, the, our audience is going to lose their shit when was, they listen to her and meet her. She's I mean, amazing. She had kids, like, so young and, like, I listen to that and I'm like, oh, I would be like fully dysfunctional. Yes, please. Yes, please. Yes. Because her out for her first album is uh, Shut Up Calvin. And Yes, Please is her special. That's the which is like, yeah. And there's a fair amount of like storytelling in it. And she really does delve into kind of like and the hilarious story about traveling with her family. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely check out Yes, Please. Uh, It was worth the hour or whatever that i spent watching it i was just like amazed that she has kept she's her a beast she's unreal she's kept her shit together and like seems like an inc- i've never met her but she seems like an incredible mom and i listen she to is. it and i imagine myself at that age like trying to raise children and i'm like oh she crushed it <laughs> yeah yeah and when you meet her kids they're just like awesome and really great um her youngest son is super funny and one of the funniest things that happened when i say to them is he came home and he's so excited he's like mom i invented a new drink it's called boujon fay and we're like what he's eight he's like, <laughs> it's called boujon fay she's like what is boujon fay and he's like okay it's a little bit of pomegranate juice and like a raspberry sparkling water it's t- it's a little tangy it's a little sweet mom it's boujon fay wow it was insanely hilarious and amazing um shout out to arthur for inventing boujon fay someone's patenting that right now i'm gonna ask for that at the bar i know i'm gonna get a boujon fay tonight yeah Yeah, let's get it started (laughs) um who are your favorite other favorites yeah i was just so recently like i thought ryan singer was incredible because we thought it was gonna be one thing and then he like He was was like, yeah, is actually like on this totally different tip. And the way that 
hearing him talk through some of like what he thinks of how he used to be and how he got to the state of mind that he is in now and it all sounds like actually very like healthy the evolution from boy to man it really yeah is. and sometimes you hear quote-unquote fuck boys and they're not quite so evolved and it was just like very and it was also like shout out to all the fuck boys we've had it was this like, season <laughs> i resonate like you different. do with the couples i resonate with all my single dudes who've rolled up this season Beanyam, oh Beanyam. he was so good um that's uh, a very popular episode actually uh i resonate with those with those guys that's where i'm like i like light up when, oh and for humor and for that. like laughing esther steinberg's episode I think makes me laugh. Jessica Michelle. She was along the lines of the two Michaels where it was like, yeah, uh, like it was like, we were just like on a a roller coaster with them. It was so fun. Um, and I also, I posted about this today, but, um, Jack O'Brien like sent us all this research that we had the daily zeitgeist guys on. They were both a pleasure. We love them. We love them so much. Um, but, Jack, like, I think I didn't even like the premise of the podcast. He's like, what? We talk about, like, sex and love? I don't... He was, he was like, we were laughing and making a joke with them for a long time where he's like, so what is it about t- sexting? Is that... Do you have to bring in sex? <laughs> yeah, they sex. thought it was, like, just online like, dating that we talked about. But anyway, so he sent us all this research because it That's how like- they prep for Daily Zeitgeist. guys. So he was like, I'm going to take my analytical brain and I'm going to bring it to this love podcast. And he openly told us, he was like you know, I have been married for a long time and I didn't think like, you know, so he wanted to like make that as his contribution and probably not talk about his feelings that much, but we cracked him and it was so fucking good. I think we did with a bunch of the straight guys, which is I like, because a lot of them came here with hesitancy to, oh, you know, they're like, I don't know. I don't know if I want that out there. And then, you know, it's cool. And, you know, people don't sometimes like saying like, how do you, you know, if it's love, that whole discussion was really interesting. Yeah, how do you, how do you know if it's love and like, how do you know when to keep, keep trying and. Yeah. Um, Singer too. Oh my God. Trayvon. Trayvon. Oh, wow. Trayvon That's Free. an amazing episode about yeah. being bi and a black and Hollywood and just. And a man. Yes. yes. Like I, I, so we need to have more by men on the show that's um, one of my resolutions for 2019 because i think like societally like they're not really given a voice in a way where other men feel like they that's like an acceptable identity or an identity that they know how to like navigate and that is a failure on all of our parts really yeah i mean i think also one of my resolutions for the for the coming year with guests is Um, I want to hear more from our listeners about who they would like for us to talk to and what issues and things they want us to talk about. So if you're listening to this, please hit us up. We got a great rec from on social media recently. Um, Emily V. Gordon, who we've had, we had on the, I had on the show in the very first season and they want to hear Emily and Kumail. Oh, that's a really good one. That's yeah, That'd be great. but I love feedback like that because yeah, it helps us bring you the kind of stories that you want to hear. I mean, tweet at us or email reality bites with pod. a y pod at gmail.com because we definitely want to engage with you guys more, Dr. Alvarez. If you're listening to this, <laughs> we want you as a guest. Dave wants to put a ring on that finger. <laughs> Mostly because he will like the sensation. I already gave him a ring on his finger. Oh, God, we've had, I'm looking through right now and it's like, we've had so many good interviews and met, met amazing guests that it's like hard to choose your favorite. It is like Sophie's choice a little bit. It's, I don't okay, know. it's not Sophie's choice, but <laughs> well, not Aristotle and Adrian. <laughs> I know, right? The early ones are like harder to remember off the top of your head, but like Zach Noe Towers. Oh my God. He's so funny. So, good. so funny. Um, Cuban Missile Crisis. Can we talk about updates in our personal lives? Yeah. Like what, what, what are the differences between who we were when the season started and where we were at and where we are now? Now I wear turtlenecks now. 
Dave, you've always worn turtlenecks. <laughs> Don't front like that. Dave wears a turtleneck once a year. Once a day. every I feel years. like every time you take amazing pictures with your cats, uh-huh. it's in a turtleneck. It's in a turtleneck. It's that's the turtleneck that I use just for pictures with my cat. I did it. It's on all my social media. It's the same profile picture it's been for like seven years. But it looks like almost years. like you. it's the same year or something. Like it's just, <laughs> you're like recycling photos from the same photo shoot. Oh, best part of my Christmas party last night was that uh, when everyone got really drunk, one of the guys, like the bosses was like, so Dave, you're the guy people have been talking about that uh, I guess is way older than you look. And I was <laughs> oh like, this is a compliment in the making. Like I was, I stopped and I was, we were drinking sake and I go, tell me, more. tell me how old do you, you think, think I, I am? am. <laughs> he goes, I don't know, like, what, like 27. And I, and I just got up also drunk on sake and gave him a big old hug. Uh, so that was, it was a Courtney hug or a real hug. <laughs> it was like a real hug. <laughs> Sophia, I'm going to come over there and hug you to death if you don't shut up. Oh, come on. You know that's a threat I would love for you to capitalize on. (laughs) So we started this season and it was actually going to be Daydar Dave. That was going to be the premise. We were going to try to figure out how to get Dave together (laughs) and get him, you know, I was hesitant with that because I, yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know, guys. I'm really focusing on myself right now. Yeah. Which I was. You know, I've said that before. Yeah, you were the, really nervous. Like, we were going to blow have, up your spot or something. Like, yeah, I don't know what you thought we were going to do, but it was kind of unfounded fears. <laughs> he yeah. thought we were going to send him up on dates. We're like, that's not what we meant. I don't know. We're yeah, not going to be I pimping you out. That's a lot of work. That would be a lot of work. I don't, yeah. But here's a surprising update, Dave. You started the podcast single. Chronically single. Chronically as it single. Says in How the many bio. years had it been? It's been since I've had a girlfriend that I called my girlfriend. Yes. Which is what I consider mm-hmm. single, right? Because I'm That's being in a relationship. It being when in a relationship. You call each yeah, other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've dated playing people, saw it, play people. Girlfriend, ten years. And what's the update, Dave? A decade later. A decade later. Over a decade later. A decade later and what's the update, and, Dave? Wait, Say wait, it. wait. Almost 30 episodes or whatever. What happened? Just like every Reality Bites host before me, I do a season of Reality Bites single. Not not every host, but... Uh, no, every host. Just start single. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Any single host. Except for me. Anyone who's been yes. single. Except you. And starts the podcast, just like all of them before me, I now can say happily, I have a girlfriend. Dave Rankin has so, a girlfriend. Sophia's Sophia's never known me with a, uh, with a girlfriend. Nope. I've never done stand-up comedy with a girlfriend. I nope. haven't known you. No. You've never. Definitely, yeah. No one in LA has known me with a girlfriend. Uh, yeah, guys. Real life, not not. How Dave. does it feel? It feels uh, really good. Tingly? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. he's smiling really the big. The tingles are so fucking tight, you guys. And I knew that he's, yeah, he's not ever talked about a girl like this that I couldn't remember, so. You mm-hmm. also, like, did, you did it right. You, like, came correct. Mm-hmm. You, like, weren't fucking around with other people, if I may say so. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's you, accurate. You were, like, really, which I think so- in the past, sometimes, even when you like someone, you would, like, get nervous or whatever. Yeah, it wasn't yeah, take perfect. Their cues so, or whatever, and yeah. then you'd like go have one foot out a little bit, and yeah. people can fucking smell that. So, like you know, I just it was think, a vicious cycle. Yeah, and, and I, this time you like really, even when you even when you were figuring things out, like just kept your shit together and were such a stud about it. I'm so proud of you. We are Thanks, so proud girl. of you and so happy for you. And um, your girlfriend might. Or might not come to dinner tonight. I know. Which is gonna... crazy. We've been waiting to hear and to say that sentence for a long time. Yeah, you gotta give her some big hugs. Ooh, I can't <laughs> wait. Oh <my> what <laughs> <God. laughs> if, if she gives her like the her biggest way. hug and <laughs> Sophia's um, like, wait, you never right. hugged me like right. that? Yeah, I'm gonna smother her. Like, you don't you stop touching her. <laughs> <laughs> um That's dude. Yeah, it's really yeah. I I I was just in a better spot. Uh and but really it it felt like like if I have to be totally honest, like I look back at, you know, it has me looking back at all these, you know, situations, people that I thought were someone I could be with. And there was always something that was preventing it, Some, sometimes myself. And I just was, um, I had plenty of opportunities to have girlfriends. 
in the last 10 years. I did not ever seem to want to do that. Or if I did, they didn't, it was, you know, I just felt like, uh, I was getting, like, I thought I was like crazy. Like I thought I was a crazy person. Like I thought like in the beginning of this year, I was, I was going to do something that was pretty, like I was going to settle basically with someone. And it, I started thinking that I was like incapable of finding something, you know, there's like, or maybe this is what it is, Dave. And like, you just got to go the, you know, whatever you're looking for is, is it doesn't exist. So it was really nice meeting this person and being like, Oh, this kid, but it can be this. It, this is you how it's so supposed excited to be. about her. Yeah. But this is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. That's how I feel. You, you kept saying like, this is, it feels right. It's just feels different. It feel it felt different. Yeah. Right from the beginning. And I told you guys that I was like, so I didn't talk about the pod guys. Sorry. Yeah. That's what's so <laughs> sweet about it is he wanted to protect it too while it was happening. Cause he just wanted to respect this girl and make sure that. Yeah. You guys can count on me usually for my in the field, single talk of all my little hookups or doctor checkups or what have you. Listen, my long still- history of sexual diseases and sexual surgeries, but guys, I kept it quiet for this one. You have a treasure trove <laughs> yeah. of stories from your past and plenty. The thing is you get into a relationship and you like, do you think some of that drama or whatever is over? And it's really not. It's like, there's always new stuff, new shit coming up. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm excited about it. Yay. We're so happy yeah. for you. Um, I hope next year when we do our New Year's Eve recap that you can say that it you just celebrated your one year anniversary. But no pressure. Mm-hmm. But no pressure. Yeah, I had no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Sophia, what's going on with you in Babyland? Babyland. Put in a lady, put in a baby, and a lady tonight. Um, no, it's not tonight, but my update is, is uh, we're officially putting the embryo in our surrogate. Surrogate update. Oh, yeah, we haven't done that in a while. You guys want Surrogate update. She's gonna make a baby and she's gonna do it right. Surrogate update. So when? When is um, this happening? January thirty first. Wow. Which is super nuts. Um, we have like a whole calendar and stuff because it's all very specifically timed and and that's when it's happening. And actually, I'm super sad that I will not be in town for it. For a good reason, but, but also it's like the most important shit in your yeah, life. Yeah, I know. Exactly. But just everybody's per- like, that's not really the important part anyway, because you don't find out for another nine days after that. Okay. Um, if it took or not. So basically, and then no one's going to, I don't know. I probably shouldn't even be saying all of this. So if um, you're going to have a kid, I'm out of town. So listen, if, if all goes according to plan, which, you know, you have another embryo if it doesn't, but if all goes according to plan, you're going to be a mom right around October 31st. Yeah. It's going to be a Halloween baby. It's going to be a Halloween baby. Maybe. Um, Scorpio. Is that what it is? Mm -hmm. Oh my God. You got a little Drake on your hands. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) says all this bullshit about astrology that I do not believe, but everyone seems to agree that Scorpios are the worst. Uh, We talked about that. Um, But then also someone told me, yes, whatever. I know all of this is horse shit, but someone the other day was like, oh yeah, the worst people for Sagittarius is to be with like literally our Geminis. I'm like, well, my husband and I have been together for 14 years. Um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. But I think my mom's a Scorpio and she is a delightful lady. So it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. I don't believe in any of that stuff. I also kind of not I'm just, like I still read and <laughs> consider it. I'm dating a Scorpio. I still check astrology yeah, zone. And I think about past, I think about past Scorpio. So I was like, oh, she was like that. <laughs> That's so hilarious. also though it's total bullshit though right guys i also manifested we talked about that with so yeah the interesting thing about yeah. your girlfriend this is the little side note detail that we were really tripping over that we really liked tell us tell oh yeah and she that. knows this too because i didn't even think about it because so a lot of times at the end of the year me and soph will like talk about our goals or like get together and do like, a little list and i make a list every year i've been doing it in my phone and i you know through the years i like check it off and but it's always like Either goals, you know, comedy, 
you know, yeah, stop smoking as much weed, eat better, whatever. Right. Uh, I don't really put like these kind of like dreamy kind of things, you know, like it's kind of attainable things or you not- can't control really like that. Yes. And then I, I looked back at my notes and I, and I didn't even put like, oh, I want a girlfriend. It just put GF. Cause I didn't, in case anyone looked at my phone, but like, you know, that's so I was like yeah, all like so nervous cute. about it, you know, but I, I, and then I looked back and I was like, oh shit, that was one of my things that I was like, how to do this year. Astrology Got in may or may not be real, but manifestation Man- oh, is <laughs> totally real. Hey guys, totally if you were worried that. that we don't have a big load of LA bullshit for you in this episode, <laughs> mm-hmm. just because we renounced astrology, surprise, surprise, we're back. There's more crap. Astrology <laughs> might be crap, but this year with... I don't know if we talked about it. No, but I do it, think like it is very important. We Manif- talked about Jessica, was it uh, a few people? Yes. Uh, almost 30, I remember listening to some of their Esther stuff. told us... To manifest totally, remember totally it has uh, been a theme i do believe though that like manifest or not like not like the secret necessarily but that putting the shit you want out there is really important so that it is closer to becoming a reality yeah i think admitting it to yourself is powerful admitting it to other people is powerful it aligns you with the thing that you want and like no i don't do i take like the secret to heart and like i don't necessarily even believe in positive thinking like i don't think that's the key i think the key is like being honest with your heart about like what you want it's just words and thoughts have power yeah that's really what it is and and we would be crazy not to think that like good words and good thoughts don't help you have a good life i'm just like the older i get the more i just hear and see successful people that utilize that power oh for so like, sure gotta jump on it eventually right? yeah no and people that aren't like up in the clouds like totally delusional like real successful powerful people yeah there is something to it i love that it worked for you i also love that you're so tender-hearted that you only could write gf yeah. <laughs> it makes me it makes I was me like, that, like oh. it was the very last one it was kind of like well, i mean i do want one but i mean that's not what this list is about. If I get hacked, <laughs> I don't want anybody to know. Yeah. It makes me want to give you a hug, but I won't because I don't want to trigger Courtney. You don't want, I know. <laughs> you don't want bitch. to touch me in a turtleneck. <laughs> okay, bitch. Tell me about your baby. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, you're manifesting a man. Um. Yeah. I'm going to have a, a man baby. Well, who knows? Whatever he, whatever, however he presents. Sure. Uh-uh. But it's a male embryo. That's right. Yeah. Um. And cool how do you feel i mean i feel like i've learned so much over the last couple of years and like way quicker because of cancer than i would have and i feel like i'm the best version of me that i've ever been and i like you know it's that whole thing that i said that my doctor said to me like you're never gonna be who you were i say this everywhere i go on every podcast you're like annoying but um yeah like you're never gonna be who you were but who you're gonna be next hopefully you like even more and i do i like myself so much more and i think it i'm weirdly like grateful for cancer i don't know i'm not happy i had it it was the worst experience and it still affects my life negatively today but it it did make all of these things come into kind of high relief that like weren't before like having a kid that i didn't really know if i wanted or what timeline that was going to be on and yeah, and it just made made a bunch of things happen quicker. And getting on Prozac after like I hit my lowest, like some of my lowest emotional points this year and like feeling suicidal is a really big deal to like now be like feeling like my whole life is ahead of me again. And that like mentally I'm so much happier and I just don't have like this anger that I thought was a part of me and it was going to be part of me forever. I just don't have that anymore Mm. and it feels really nice. And I just have had fewer arguments and have cried fewer times since I've gotten on Prozac than ever in my whole life. I definitely see it. Mm -hmm. It's weird. Yeah. No, it's okay. It's good. No, I don't know how to (laughs) act. I'm like, Oh, okay. I guess we just don't cry. You just don't cry. (laughs) <laughs> is that what we're doing i guess you just don't cry no i think especially like on the anger tip i can like 
just see it in your personality and like you're still like funny you know playful Sophia it's not like that's changed or anything but just like cancer and then Prozac I like kind of love the perspective that it's given you and like softened you in certain ways but helped you reprioritize in other ways Mm -hmm. and like did um, you feel like the anger made you worried about having a kid and now that you feel like you have it that's the number one thing I was worried about that's one of the main reasons I went back into therapies I was like I cannot be this person and like also be a parent because like my mom's a great mom, but like definitely we had had some arguments when I was like a teenager that were so damaging and so much and really closed me up and changed me in a way and like made me an angry person because I felt like I had to defend myself when we argued. And so just made me build up this like rage persona to like be able to deal. And I felt like, I was probably never, ever going to dismantle that. I just thought like, that's it. I'm just always going to be someone who's going to have to be like doing breathing exercises. Cause like I was telling people, I'm like, when I get angry, I don't just get a little angry. I'm like very angry inside. And it's only really with people who I'm very close to like Max or something. Then he's would always see the worst part of me, you know? And just thinking like when we would be fighting in my head, I would just be like, I fucking hate you. I wish you would fucking die. Yeah, fucking die. And I don't think like he could even comprehend what that's like to be so angry that you're looking at somebody you are in love with and you're literally like, yeah, just fucking die. He just doesn't, you know, he would be like, I would never say that. Gosh, you know, <laughs> like that's not. <laughs> and just to, I, I literally honestly was like, no, it's going to be me forever. I'm just going to have to like in my head count, do counting and breathing and being like, you don't hate him. You don't, that's crazy talk. You're just very angry right now. You know, just, I thought forever my life would be counting down and being like, no, no, you don't hate this person. You're just being crazy right now. But now I don't like feel that ever. It's just so much easier to be like, yeah. I'm not that angry. It's some little shit too. It's like, even when we are working together and you're like defending a point or we're like, I don't know, talking about a situation that happened and I disagree with you or whatever. It's like, you're just way more chill. It's fucking. We just talked. I just talked about this on self helpless and I mentioned exactly this part of our working relationship. I was like, I think that it's a lot easier for us to work together now because I don't feel like, I save my fighting or like my priority stuff for like bigger stuff. So when we disagree on a joke or like on what to do with a project or something, I'll be like, okay, well, in reality, there's as great a chance of Courtney being right as me being right. That's just the world we live in. Yeah, no, listen, no, it's but, not like she's seeding every, yeah, no, uh, you know, I'm no, not, no. but you know what I mean? Like it just, I like understand me, like now that like, doesn't matter before it's like really to me, really strongly believing something meant like I would have to fight for it. And that's like the only right way to be because like, that's what everybody should do for their thing. But now I don't necessarily think like that. I just think not everything is worth that. And also I don't no longer think that like, your way every, is the only, well, and I just, feel like there's so many possibilities in the world and I don't know. I can think that because what I think is the smartest, most well-reasoned thing that the person who gets that email or that script or that joke packet is going to think what I think, but also the world is made up of different people and there is likely to think that Courtney's joke is better. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not that I thought she was ever less good than me that's why we oh, would argue Jesus. Is this the, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the podcast takes a turn no 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 i just mean you know when you argue with somebody you get to me that's kind of the greatest respect knowing that oh i respect them enough that i can argue to them with the point because i know that they are they have enough standing behind their point that they'll argue back and that's like a way to respect the other person that's how i thought before mm. which isn't how everybody reads it Sometimes they think you're just being combative versus you just being like, no, to me, this is the highest compliment you can pay. But now I realize since it reads completely differently, I also don't have to, that's, there's a different way to show them. So now another way to show somebody that I respect their opinion as much as mine is to just agree with their opinion which mm. did not occur to me before. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy. No, no, I love, yeah, you know I love the I'm way saying? you put that. No, that's like a really self-aware yeah. thing I've never heard you saying. Yeah. 
I think the people who know me best know if like you and I, Dave, when we write stand up or something, if I'm like, I don't like that idea, you know, it's only because I trust you so much and think you're amazing. And you've given me so many times for my jokes that I can say, I don't like that. Totally. But I didn't know that I could also balance that on the other end. I really like that. I do. Sorry for the deep dive. No, no, I love it. I love it. That's what we're doing here. Um, and I do think you're ready to be a mom and I think you're going to be a great mom and I'm excited to watch it unfold. Even though when you first told me, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know everybody feels like that, me included. But Court, tell us about Aunt Coco and Uncle Uncle Dave. Can't wait uh-huh. to Wait. Oh, for her Aunt Coco guys are gonna and Uncle Dave. Yeah. We're going to battle it out. Who's the best? Are you calling Wade Uncle Dave? <laughs> yeah, you're like, what is happening? No, I'm Uncle Dave. No, I was going to ask Courtney, how has your year changed you and what has happened and give us a little update how has my year changed me um i i don't know i feel like you know i don't feel that changed i see you changed really yeah you've like pursued a lot more solo things in a way that has been so cool. Like all of the things you've gotten published and all of the relationships you've built, like built, you went from being a freelance writer who is just like, oh, I'm freelancing to being like, well, I worked, I had another job. Yeah, but doesn't matter. You've become a professional writer in a way that is like, no, I'm saying I had another job, so I couldn't do that as much. I guess, yes, you're right. That's probably been the biggest thing. I, at the end of, well, I guess maybe around like, hmm, February or March, um, I like really started to feel like, just like, like time is finite and like, we can't just, I can't act like I don't need to make moves, whether that's like in relationships or career or whatever, like it's not just endless time. Like you do have to prioritize things and decide what you want. And, um, I was like, had this job that was day job that was like kind of making me miserable, definitely making me miserable. And like a, a boss that like didn't respect my personal hours. So even if I was working on something else, like I, you know, was pulled off of it a lot and it was just really frustrating. And I knew that I, at the end of last year, last December, I got something published in the LA times and I was like, okay, I looked back over my, um, things that I'd submitted. And I was like, there's no, this actually happened in January of last year. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to like get the number of things published if I don't like put myself out there like a lot, lot more. So this is so funny because it's in the zeitgeist right now. I'm actually writing a little thing about it, but there were like some medium pieces. I can't remember, but people were like, oh, I, they were rejection themed. And at least one of them was like, I, I, last year I got rejected a hundred times. Now you're seeing this all the time. Emily Winter, my friend just got published she, in the New York times. She did it a uh, hundred rejections. That was her goal for, for the year. And she met it and she's yeah. gotten some amazing things published. Shout out to Emily Winter. So mine was actually 200. And I think I did. I mean, if you count like no replies as rejections, which they are, yeah. uh, I probably hit it. that's amazing great job so and i was published like over 50 times i think fuck yeah like yeah so and you got some of your biggest bylines too washington post yeah i didn't hit all my byline goals but it's like a process and i have relationships at places where i do have those goals uh and i worked with amazing editors and editors always change publications and like who knows it just like yeah it just really so I set that goal for myself I was like I want to get rejected 200 times and I was feeling like it come February or March like how am I ever gonna make this happen if I'm like also working this job I was like truly depressed really yeah um and Wade was kind of seeing it I would talk to him about it sometimes it was honestly something I wouldn't probably, it would have been way harder to do if he wasn't in my life. Um, shout out Wade. Shout out Wade. Uh, but I was getting really frustrated and I knew the answer, but I guess I needed to hear it from Donna. So I did a session 
with Dr. Donna. If you oh, yeah, that listen- was this year? Yeah. yeah, if you want to listen to an amazing episode with Dr. Donna in the first season, we did, she was maybe like the fifth episode, but she is a treat. So check that out. Um, anyway, I hadn't, she moved. And so you can only, it's remote sessions with her. And it just, it, it was actually fine. Like I did it and it was fine, but I'd been like, I would have gone to see her way sooner if it wouldn't, if there wouldn't have been like, oh, we have to FaceTime. But I FaceTimed and I knew what I needed to hear from her kind of probably consciously even, but she basically like gave me permission. She's like, you know how to be a professional writer. She's like, you are a professional writer. You just need to like do it more. And she like, I don't know, gave me, had me write it down in a certain way. And she was like, you're going to say this to yourself. I know everything I already need to know to be a successful writer or whatever. She gave me like a couple of mantras manifestation seriously Jeez. shout out manifestation <laughs> <laughs> um, after that session i like had full permission and i could give it to myself at that point in a way that i don't know i i needed her to like tell me and also like donna's the best because i've never had a therapist that i'm like oh she's like me kind of you know what i mean and she's she'll also be, she'll always be like you're an alpha female you gotta go out and be that alpha female don't you know hide it under a bushel you know she'll just be like she's awesome i love a good pep talk yeah she's like it's an expensive ass pep talk but it's, mine's way cheaper just it's worth every yeah, we, Courtney we, fucking Cossack. yeah we we've been kicking around the same pep talk to each other for years <laughs> it's free it's really good yeah it's free it's just putting fucking in the middle of a person's name you go you're yeah. Dave fucking Rankin yeah I am Fuck you're yeah, Sophia fucking Alexander you're Courtney fucking Cossack mm-hmm. works really well it is good but if you're really stuck you can pay money you yeah. can pay money yeah yeah you can actually get professional help of that didn't work for you yeah, yeah. let's not reduce this and be like oh yeah we also studied human psychology okay well we didn't it say we're doctors though. okay we uh so wait so 2018 so, was was that the this is year two of your your relationship right so yeah wade and i have now been together let's see we, i mean technically we started seeing each other like august 16th no big deal do you know the date <laughs> um so yeah we're like basically two and a half years and after i met so after i had my session with donna i was like told wade that you know again what i'd been thinking and what donna said and he was like quit your job just quit your job and i actually wade's had to help me a little bit if i'm totally honest but i've made probably 50 times more money from writing this year than i did the year before fuck yeah dude so there's some success there and i can like look at it really helps me to look at the numbers because going into i really like i made my little spreadsheet or whatever at the end of last year and i was so sad making resolutions looking at it because it was like so flimsy and like we it's not like everything goes on the spreadsheet sophie and i probably did a shit ton of writing packets that year like wrote a pilot you know like there's other things that you can't measure in that way but like it really helped me and even this year now when i'm like deciding what i want and i don't even think i need to like like I have new challenges and I won't, it's not like I'm going to be like, I need to get rejected 400 times. <laughs> it's like, I talk. Courtney like, just becomes a masochist <laughs> from this. She's like, or caught me. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> but seriously, like I, you know, I learned like, it's okay. Nothing bad is going to happen. It, it cured my perfectionism in a way. Yeah. I, I just said that one of the things I've been working on repeating to myself over and over again is the, uh, don't let the per- the perfect is the enemy of the good. Yeah, I love and that Don't expression. let that get in the way. So I've been trying to also send things out before I'm like completely ready and just do things. And talking about manifestation, I didn't tell anybody this, but I uh, really wanted to be a touring comedian. That's like a thing that I wanted to do. And you did it. And now it's like, so how I went about doing it is I like personally said like, I'm not going to do any f- comedy festivals. Oh, anymore. 
um for you, like you did this. Get that was a goal that was a previous goal yeah. that you'd set and then you did like seven or eight i or- did eight in one year and then over probably 12 or something total like if you do if you count the next and then i was like i half-assedly had applied to some before but then i was like you know what no like i i'm not gonna do that not because i don't love comedy festivals but because i was like okay well what did you want to get out from comedy festivals when you started doing them and and all the things that i wanted to get out of them which were like uh build relationships with comics in other cities like really expose myself to all the different kinds of comedy and all the like crushers that there are in different states like build relationships um and also like get seen by industry when i could whatever all those things some of them happen to different degrees you can't really control that kind of stuff at a festival but then i was like start booking gigs to the places so that you're coming back there instead of paying somebody to do Mm. comedy you are getting paid to do comedy this is a career so i started getting more and more of those gigs and i feel like now like i'm stringing enough of them along that it seems like it's becoming a thing that i'm doing i'm like featuring for nicole buyer at the attic uh valentine's day weekend and um just little things like i got hit up somebody that um i met when we did a tour hannah christine and i was like I'll fly out to this spot to do this gig for this much money. And I was like, oh my God. And then within a couple of weeks, someone else asked. And I'm like, oh, people are regularly asking me now to do this. Like, this is a thing. So my goal of like being a touring comic, like that's happening. And I think it wouldn't have if I had was too afraid to just start asking mm-hmm. for money for shit as opposed to just being like, no, I'm going to do the same route of co- comedy festivals the second year because it feels good and is really fun and is safe. And so now the things that I applied for comedy festivals next year, it's like with a lot of intention and it's specifically to like ones where it's just industry. And that's mm-hmm. like, that's what I care about for that because the other things that I wanted to get out of them, I've already gotten out. And um, it's been really great to like let people stay at my house when they come to town um, and finally pay back all the people that hosted me during like festivals or whenever I came through their city. And now I'm cheering for so many comics across the country that I know are killers. That's cool. It feels really awesome that I feel like the people I'm surrounded by now when I like do comedy are, I feel like amazing. Yeah. You know, resolutions get a bad rap, but I feel like looking at your year, like in the way that set you up for accomplishing this goal or being you know you're doing it and like there are so many other goals and and things that are like i love that you put your girlfriend on there that's like something that you were truly missing in your life and like these are like real professional things that it's like oh we were standing in our own way a little bit and not like i i I know from working with sophia like we are both perfectionists. So it's not like it's like lowering my standards way down and just shooting off any old email. It's like, no, that's not happening. But like giving yourself a new permission and like admitting to yourself what you really want. God. I was, and it's just hard as a stand up because like LA is not a town where you make money from Mm -hmm. stand up unless you're like, which is so high level because in new york you make money doing spots but it's like not really in other places you can drive to other clubs and to whatever the point is is i think it's a little bit of a dirty word in like la comedy to be like i want to make a living at this i want a tour i want i you know it's like people are like oh road comics are hacks uh some road comics are hacks but a ton of road comics are fucking killer at doing comedy and they do it way more often for way more time than comics in LA. And it's like, why is that something we should look down on? Sorry. Well, no, I was just saying, I'm the worst at, I'm the worst at asking for stuff. I'm the, you know, you know, I'm, yes. the, I'm so bad. I'm still, I mean, I should take I a lot of lessons from you. I pump you up to ask for stuff all the time. Yeah. But I mean, the one thing I did have set this year was to do the album and that was turned out to be like the best oh, day of my life. Yes. So cool. You, know, you guys should career. download Dave's album. Yeah, go listen. When it's I a- Live My Dream by Dave Rankin. It's been super, yeah. It's um, it's it, a comedy and music album, but was, not musical comedy, but 
it's really unique. That day was the best, probably the best day of my year was just getting that reception, just putting myself out there and worked really hard on it. And it, it was cool. For, and it's not like I've never seen you do comedy. Like I have been watching you guys for years, but like it was really cool. And to see like your creative construction with it, like it definitely like had your full day voice on it. Mm-hmm. It was like so cool to see that. I'm gonna do another one. I'm already gonna like i'm gonna do another one for the end of 2019 yes fuck yeah i'm gonna try to record an album next year too you do i mean i want to yeah i've been saying that but i think next year is the year i had um you know there's a circle of comics that i perform with all the time a lot of times on friday nights at all my ribs shout out um a few of them have uh also released albums since mine came out and told me that i inspired them to make an album oh really cool. that's awesome yeah they were like dave did it i also it. love the um call your girlfriend calls it shine theory call your girlfriend's a great podcast um but they talk about like women supporting women which always uh, people think of it in such an ugly way or it's gotten a reputation for that but that's i mean not to we're not gendering it i'm saying shine theory all the across the board is so cool like i feel like when maybe earlier in your artistic process there's some like I don't know. Like you're like judging yourself relative to other people, which makes those relationships more fraught or do you, th- do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. But like, as you grow, you realize like, Oh no, we all are going up together and it's like so cool to see your friends succeed. Mm-hmm. And I also think that, yeah, we all put up obstacles. I have so many obstacles I still have to break down, but I think, for sometimes when, you know, like Sophia with her touring, it makes me think like, oh, I see mm-hmm. the strategy. Mm-hmm. So like when people are asking me about my album and like how I did it and then they kind of realize like, oh, like, oh, you could do it that way. Not only the, the the final product, but even the recordings where I broke up over three separate tapings and they were just like, oh, like I could get a thing to record me and go to different places and record me at different places. I don't have to just be at a point in my career where I have to like do an hour and, you know, paid for and covered for by, um, by a record label so you know i think going people, indie man that's fucking dope yeah like some people are like oh I, and so i could see that with some of these other comics that were like oh yeah like anyone can post on these streaming services and you can get your own distribution and like so it's been kind of cool i asked some comics that did it before me kind of when i saw them doing both the style of the music thing and you know i got in touch with the same producer that uh, a guy johnny loquasto did um i hit up sharon houston when she did her album over a few different tapings at the same spot like i just utilize other people you see the obstacles being broken down by your peers yeah. and then you utilize that for your own it's inspiring yeah and and educating really yeah. yeah that's how i feel about like being friends with people who challenge you in like a really cool way like hannah hogan who uh shout out hannah hogan shout out hannah um okay. she's an amazing comic and she tours like a motherfucker out of nashville she's a canadian comic who lives in nashville um and she is so good at what she does and she definitely is who pushes me to do better and to be like, Oh, this is how you do it. And asking somebody else for like advice or help who like has done a thing that you haven't done. Um, that also pushes you forward. That's really inspiring. And like Christine little too, it's just like watching her hustle, her merch and hustle her podcast and work really hard to get her to road gigs and ever like each of us inviting the other ones along when we can. I feel like now more than ever, I feel, feel like the peers that I'm surrounded by are like just so pushing me. We got to wrap this up because we have to meet Erica for dinner. (gasps) But um, can I just say when, before we started the podcast or around that time, I remember I had just heard someone speak about, and they were like, you and your friends, you'll come up together. And I was like, and I looked around and I was like, who, who's, who are we? But now I, I truly feel like we we all are coming up together and we were like laughing about it when I told you about that. Yeah, we were like, like we okay. were both in the same place. We were just like, yeah, what's happening here even? I don't know. <laughs> you mean with Dave? <laughs> no, it wasn't about you. I know. It was about all of us. I wasn't there. So I just assume you're you, like, with Dave? No, we were just like <laughs> listing, I think all of our friends and we were like, okay, well, <laughs> yeah. Like how are we going to come up? But, I, it it's has happening. Been, it's it's happening. It's been really cool to see and experience with you guys, listeners. Send us your guest 
recommendations. Send us things that you have found inspiring during this year that have pushed you forward. We love to hear them. And some of the our favorite ones we'll read in the coming year. If you give us permission. Uh, but yeah. No. <laughs> I'm going to do it She's whether read you it. want me to or not. <laughs> no, this has been awesome. I cannot wait for what 2019 holds. Um, you guys. We persevered. We made it through 2018, which was not an easy year. But oh we got God. through it. Right. right. I mean, we didn't even touch on anything outside nope. of our own little world. But as we all know, it was a, it was a crazy year. One but. final podcast resolution for 2019. More listeners than I hear from are out there. I am a hawk on those stats. And I know you're there in loads of different countries listening to us all the time. And like we want to really foster this community um, because I think just like the three of us are like learning from each other and getting so much valuable information from each other. I think that could be even more powerful if like we're really all engaged in a conversation together. And so, yeah, I can't wait to foster that more in 2019. Courtney wants to digitally hug you. Yeah, I will digitally hug <laughs> this you. hollow bird bones envelop your body. <laughs> I hate her. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Bye guys. Love you. Happy 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 I hope you guys liked the latest episode of reality bites. If you liked what you heard, you better smash those five stars. And if you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a free sex goodie from doc Johnson. (sighs) O M G. So send those screenshots or questions or love letters to reality bites pod at gmail.com. That's Bites with a Y. Hello, it is your partner, Big Boy. Interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood? Introducing Neighbor to Neighbor, a California volunteers network that empowers you to take action, contribute to local needs, and be a part of something bigger than yourself. Visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community. Neighbor to Neighbor, it takes a neighborhood. Hello.